Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I want to invite you to check out this live video on YouTube. Go over to Quentin Carlin or Self-Developed Life on YouTube and watch the live video. And make sure you subscribe to the channel to see your next episode coming out this week. As well as subscribe to the podcast here. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe and share this with anyone you like. And if you do like it, please leave a five-star review and leave a comment that really helps us out to get the word out. And when you do do that, I'm offering you a free one-on-one coaching session. So if you are interested in chatting with me about anything and everything you would like to, go ahead and email me, quintoncarlin at gmail. My email is in the description below. And this is a offer for me to try and get to know you more and support any way I can as a thanks for supporting this show. So without further ado, enjoy the show and we'll see you on the next episode. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Self-Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, and today's episode is about how and why I stopped drinking alcohol, uh, which is not completely true. Uh, I have just been sober for 20 months. However, I do have a drink every now and then, but I limit it to just that drink. And the reason why is alcohol, it's basically a poison, and it's from medical studies have come out to be one of the main contributors to things like uh, Alzheimer's disease or dementia, uh, cancer, and it just kind of really wreaks havoc on a person's overall health and potentially relationships or careers. And because that I have had a couple of incidences with health scares, one being a benign tumor that I found um, or a doctor found uh, and basically said, hey, you know, drinking makes this worse. If you stop drinking, it'll get better, was a real uh, light bulb turning on saying, hey, I need to start taking better control and care of my health and wellness, as well as my wealth, the amount of money I've saved in the past 20 months uh, as not drinking um, has been very substantial. So that's what this episode is about, is about making people realize their relationship with alcohol and some alternatives to kind of curb that and some challenges they can do to make themselves feel happy, healthier, and wealthier for the amount that you will save and what you can do with that. Uh, new income instead of going to the club all the time. So I hope you enjoy this. Go ahead, share it. If you do want support around this area, I am offering some support and um, kind of counseling or coaching around it because I have been there and done it. So please reach out to me if you do feel the need to talk to somebody about it. I'm happy to help and offer assistance where available. All right. Enjoy the episode. All right. Well, welcome back to a home version edition here. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the view. I'm back here in Asia after a month traveling back in Canada. Uh, It's great to be home. As you can see, the the beautiful beach here behind me. And welcome to another episode of Self-Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, your host. This is a place to get educated, inspired, and empowered to help you live your most self-developed, self-aware, and leveled up lifestyle. So today's topic is one that I've been kind of contemplating doing for a while now. And seeing how I am back at the end of summer and people have kind of been drinking and partying a lot, I want to talk about how and why I have actually 
been sober for the last 20 months, almost coming up on two years. Uh, it was Jan uh, January, 7 uh, January 1st, 2017 was when I made a decision that said, hey, you know, I want to go one month alcohol free, uh, no drinking and just test it out, just kind of see how that would feel and see what the results would be like. And that one month has turned into almost two years. So uh, this is just going to be an episode where I share, you know, the um, ups and downs, the uh, pros and cons of testing this out. And if you so inclined to try this out yourself, it might give you uh, some motivation to do so. So uh, first of all, just to put it out there, was I an alcoholic? No, absolutely not. It was just a basically a challenge to myself to say, hey, you know, why don't we do a month without any alcohol and see how that goes? Um, and another disclaimer, have I not had alcohol in the last almost two years? No. What I define as sober being is being just that, sober. When I go out, I will have one or two drinks. Um, I think the max I had was three or four. Um, and it's been basically amazing being hangover free. And during this time, I've done a ton of traveling. I was in Australia for a month. Australia is notorious for like being a hardcore beer drinking party central, especially in the surf community. I was there surfing in Byron Bay, which is like the Gold Coast is like party central. So I was there during the winter. No alcohol. Um, not saying no alcohol. I would go out. I would have a beer or two. Um, living here in South Korea, this is the biggest consumer of alcohol in the world. These 50 million Koreans consume more alcohol than 350 million Americans. I'm going to say that again. The population of Korea consumes more alcohol than any country in the world. And mostly this thing right here, soju. This is the most powerful and strongest alcohol I would probably say on the planet. And I have probably drank hundreds of these bottles in my almost eight years being uh, a resident here. Um, and that's a big reason why I stopped drinking, to be honest. These hangovers were vicious. It was the worst because it is kind of like a chemical concoction that is super potent and you just get wasted. And if you want to see how wasted people do get, uh, I encourage you to Google a website called Blackout Korea or just search in Google, just say Google Blackout Korea. And you will see guys in a business suit passed out on the street. And it's usually in front of my street here. This is like the main party central of almost the whole country, Guanali Beach, uh, especially in summertime. It just goes wild here. And the thing was, after living here for, you know, I'll say almost two years ago, for the first six years, I was partying a lot. Did I have a problem? No. But I think everyone here is borderline, uh, I don't want to say alcoholic, but, you, you know, basically the definition of an alcoholic is someone who has more than, I think, four drinks, I believe. Um, and that's just like getting warmed up here. So... I, I suggest people take a look and take an account how much you're drinking and why you're drinking. For a lot of people, it's to reduce social anxiety when you're out at functions or events or parties. You know, it kind of opens up your ability to communicate and connect and relax to uh, connect with people. 
Um, however, one of the, the benefits that I've experienced over the last two years is I have not had a problem doing that. Um, I'm a pretty open and outgoing, confident guy who has no problem going to parties or clubs sober and talking to people. And that's what I've been doing. I've still been going out. You know, I, I've definitely reduced the amount that I do go out. But when I do go out, it's, you know, I, I stay out as long as my friends that are just pounding booze all night. Um, the other thing I've noticed is the incredible amount of money I've saved. You know, drinking's not cheap. Um, and if you take that uh, activity out of your routine, you're definitely going to notice your wallet being happier and your body being healthier. So I, I really suggest, and what got me started on this, a friend of mine uh, named James Swanick, uh, you can Google his program. He's got a program called 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge. Just Google in 30 Day No Alcohol Challenge, James Swanwick. And he does this challenge every month to help people uh, cut back or either stop drinking. Um, I actually didn't go through his program because I'm kind of a stubborn person that says, hey, I can do it myself, which, you know. Uh, worked for me, um, but other people that may want support around this, and I want to offer something else. If this is an area where you do want support, I'm going to offer some uh, kind of, I guess, coaching or consulting and helping people kind of be in your corner, not like a, a, a what is that, an AA sponsor. Like, I, I don't really sponsor people. I didn't go through, through that process um, per se, but I think that it's a, a big challenge in a lot of people's lives that if they get this part of their lives handled and more under control, they could really produce a lot better results, either in their career, in their physical health, in their relationships, um, in their mood. Alcohol is a depressant. Um, it really, you know, I can't tell you how many Saturdays and Sundays, or even if I'm honest, Thursdays and Fridays, I would wake up just feeling like crap because, I was out partying. And the thing is, the parties don't stop here till 6 a.m. Like I live in Asia, which is a whole different, uh, a whole different scene as far as nightlife goes. And I would, you know, be out all night and coming up when the sun's coming up uh, regularly, routinely when I first moved here. And that's just kind of how uh, it goes, living in this kind of fast paced um, party hard lifestyle where you know, you don't really have too many other options. It's either uh, go to a bar or go to a club. Those are like your two options on the weekend. There's not a lot of other dynamics um, and things to to do socially. Um, so a lot of people ask, what is dating life being sober? And that's one of the biggest kind of challenges because usually when you do meet someone, you go to drinks, go for drinks to get to know each other. Things just kind of, you know, uh, start there and that is kind of the norm. But if I'm not really into that, what have I been doing? And luckily, like I said earlier, like I have no problem. And a lot of people have problem meeting people if they don't drink because they go out and the only way a guy can approach a girl is if he's had a few beers for liquid courage, quote unquote. Um, for me, my last few relationships have come, uh, well, actually always have, have come just organically, you know, meeting someone at the beach during the day, those interactions are a lot higher quality than just being some drunk dude at a bar just hitting on a girl like, like you know, a hundred other guys. So I feel that dating has actually improved because the interactions are more quality um, and you're more selective 
and you just have a better conversation and doing things like, you know, um, you know, outdoor activities, going for hikes, um, going to art classes, painting, stuff like that. Right. Um, so there's a lot of ways around it. However, I still go out for a couple glasses of wine for sure, or have a beer at dinner. No problem. But like I said, I'm not going hard and, you know, drinking a bottle of soju or this. And this is what I wanted to show you too. This here was, uh, something I got two years ago and it's literally been sitting in my apartment, uh, for two years. And like the few drinks that have been poured out of this were for guests. So, you know, it kind of, this is kind of like my, feels kind of like my Thor hammer. Actually, if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm holding up a big bottle of, um, Costco vodka that I got that has been in my apartment here for a long time. Um, since I, I have been on this, uh, this, I guess, personal quest of sobriety. And, you know, in this time, I've been to the Philippines. I went back home to Canada. Uh, I went to Vietnam. I've been Australia for, for the winter. So I've been doing a lot of uh, traveling. And that's the hard part, too, because when you go out, you want to kind of indulge. And there's a couple of times I did go out and definitely had a good time um, and kind of <laughs> you know, had a little couple more drinks than normal, but the whole thing for me was just being completely sober. And I guess the reason for this is, is just to kind of like the whole point of this podcast is being self-developed. You're going to, you're not going to have your best, um, highest quality lifestyle if you're in bed hungover all the time. And I did enough of that in my, you know, younger days. And I just wanted to, see what life would be like if I just had never had a hangover again. And it's been wonderful, um, especially on the weekends, you know, being a Christian, waking up when a church hungover isn't the most spiritual thing to be doing, you know, and I've done that enough. And I just wanted a new experience and wake up earlier, have my weekends, you know, uh, productive, um, healthy, not in bed, ordering McDonald's, you know, crushing Tylenol and Gatorade. So, I mean, I hope that this inspires other people listening to take a look at your relationship with alcohol. I'm nowhere near saying that everyone should stop drinking. You know, I still love it. I go out for a couple beers with the boys every now and then. Um, but the thing is, is just keeping it in check. And on another note, um, you can just really see that a lot of, you know, people's darkest moments come from being out of control, you know, how many careers have been ruined by somebody, you know, um, getting behind the wheel or life's ruined someone getting behind the wheel and driving home and getting an accident or hurting or killing somebody else. Right. That's extreme. But let's look at even what has created strains on relationships when, uh, someone is having a conversation with someone, things get heated. There's, you know, the booze is flowing and then you say something that you can't take back and maybe that hurts or en ends a relationship or you make a decision when you're out at a club and then you're getting a little too close with someone else and then you end up going home together and you end up cheating on your, you know, partner or husband or boyfriend. You know, there, there's just I look back at my life. I'm like, what were a lot of the drama triggers in my past? And a lot of it came from just like being dumb and being out partying and drinking and 
going too hard or too fast and, you know, things, uh, you know, kind of spiral out of control, you know? Um, so no, I just want to put that out there. I would, did not have a drinking problem. It was more of a challenge to myself to see what life would be like if booze was taken out and to say, will I never get wasted again? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But for right now, uh, I look back on the last almost two years of, you know, being sober and, you know, let's look, I, I I've invested in a property in the Philippines. Um, I've gotten heavily involved in cryptocurrency investing and I wrote a book about blockchain and crypto. Uh, I've started this podcast and YouTube channel. Um, I have a whole business model of what I want to be creating with my life um, from here on out with my next project. Um, I've been enjoying my work. I've been saving money and not going out so much. Uh, it just seems like a lot of the pros that I've been checking uh, have outweighed the cons. I've had some amazing relationships, um, gone on some great dates with great, great girls, had some great nights out with friends. Um, so my social life hasn't really been lacking that much. And a lot of times when you do go out, people don't even know that you're not drinking, you know, like I'll have like, you know, I might have a beer, but or two, but it'll be the same beer or two that I'm carrying around the whole night. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll have a, a drink in my hand, but I'm just kind of having two drinks when everyone else is pounding six or eight. So it's things like that. A lot of people don't even notice, right? Um, the other thing I would say is if you are going out and you don't want to drink at all is uh, have a vodka or not vodka, just have a soda water with a lime or lemon in it. It looks like, uh, you know, a, a regular cocktail. Um, and am I saying I'm, I'm against drinking? Not at all. Like I just did an interview with one of my best friends who's one of the top bartenders in the world that I'll be releasing on a previous episode. Um, that that talks about you know just the the whole nightlife and bar bartender industry and i used to be a bartender you know like i love the social aspects to drinking it's it's awesome um it just kind of brings together community but um for me i just wanted to try something different and i think one of the things that's a shame in korea that they really should have is i look at the uh dynamics in vancouver where now downtown there are more weed cafes than coffee shops. And Vancouver used to be totally famous for having all these Starbucks and coffee shops downtown. All the majority of them have been converted into marijuana dispensaries and weed cafes. And I think that that is um, what society is going to start transitioning more out of the alcohol scene because this stuff, this stuff is like poison. Even my buddy that works for Bacardi that I interviewed um, he, he's like, yeah, booze is poison. You know, he's like, he's like weed and marijuana is actually so much healthier for you. And I totally agree with that. Um, unfortunately where I live, it's like super illegal and impossible to find here. But I think this country more than any country in the world needs an option to booze because the number of people that, um, like this, this bridge over here, one of my friend's brothers jumped off this bridge when he was drunk because he got in a fight with his girlfriend. People aren't really jumping off bridges because they're stoned. They're watching Netflix and ordering dominoes, right? Um, so this whole concept around alcohol as a social norm where weed uh, is like this uh, taboo, you know, kind of junky, uh, lowbrow um, activity, I think is going to start changing for the better. You know, uh, it's not like I'm a huge pothead or 
or a weed supporter. I just think that people should have options and alcohol is definitely not the best option for, uh, you know, look at the amount of fights and, and, and uh, just crazy shit that happens when people drink too much, you know, just, just look at, go on the Instagram page, drunk people doing things, you know, drunk people doing things is a big Instagram page. I look at it and I'm just like, makes me never want to drink again, you know, like watching these idiots, you know, I'm just like, and I was one of those idiots before, you know, like, I'm just like, I can't condone and judge it. And I don't, but it just kind of makes it crystal clear on how, uh, how society says that, Hey, going out and drinking 10 beers is, is fine, but smoking a joint and watching a movie is like illegal. So that's just my rant, maybe because I'm from the West Coast and growing up around um, that that kind of uh, that kind of scene made me question it. And that's what this podcast is for: questioning the norm and figuring out the best way to uh, create a life uh, that works for you. And right now, this is working for me. If it will in the future, who knows? Right now, I enjoy it, but um, yeah. You know, it's it is what it is. And I just encourage people, if you want support around this, feel free to DM me and we can work together on a program uh, or I can introduce you to James's program, the 30 day no alcohol challenge, or just get together with a group of your friends and say, hey, I'm going to do a 30 day, uh, 30 days clean, like sober October. Right. We're going into September now. Maybe you want to do a sober October, 30 days, no alcohol. And then you can go and kick it off on Halloween and go have a rager. Right. Um but for me, I just saw that uh, my life is a lot more productive, a lot healthier, happier without and wealthier without the booze. But I still like going out for a drink or a dinner date or something like that for a glass of wine, but keeping it in check. And that's kind of what it's all about. So wanted to rip off this uh, short solo episode here. Leave your comments below if you've ever done anything like this. Um, maybe some tips or techniques for other people that might be wanting to get started in it, uh, share your experiences, go ahead, subscribe to the channel on YouTube or iTunes. Thanks so much for tuning in and your support and have an amazing day. Thanks for watching until next time. Keep your life self-developed. Thank you for listening. And before we wrap up, I wanted to share something on a more personal note here. Um, alcohol affects everyone, right? It's just something that's just become part of our society and in many ways, parts of our family. And I kind of debated sharing this uh, during the segment and I didn't, but I really do think it's important to share this here. Um, personally, my family has actually been affected by alcohol um, in, a, in a number of ways. I've had a couple uh, uh, uncles that struggled with uh, alcohol, uh, I guess, overuse slash abuse um, on both sides of my family, uh, as well as my father. He the One of the reasons why my parents got uh, divorced when I was young and then remarried back together was because my, my father was uh, enjoying his lifestyle of partying a little too much. And uh, not that he was abusive or out of control, but he, he was drinking. And my mom was a nurse and didn't want to have that in the house. And basically uh, was one of the main factors that led him to leaving the house um, for, uh, I believe, uh, under two years. And when he came back, he actually was completely sober, have not seen him uh, drink at all since then. 
And it was really a miracle and a blessing that he was just able to quit smoking and um, drinking uh, with some, you know, divine intervention, I would say. And, uh, you know, it's just something that me being a father now of a 14 year old son who's probably on the cusp of having uh, alcohol enter his realm of social activities, I don't want him to see his father um, in that same light. So I, I think that modeling is a very big thing that kids do what their parents do more than what they say not to do. So having my son now becoming a teenager and, you know, I think I had my first drink when I was about 14, which is his age now, uh, I want to be a positive influence on his life and have him see that men can have a healthier, uh, a healthier relationship uh, with everyone without alcohol uh, and especially with himself without alcohol. So uh, that is another contributing factor of why I have decided to put down the beer. And, you know, like I said, any everything in moderation, you know, having a, a couple beers here and there, no big deal. But I definitely don't want to uh, open any doors to have that grow into more than just a couple beers. So that is where I'm currently at. And food for thought, I'm not here preaching or saying what you should or should not be doing with you or your family, uh, you know, each to their own. I'm just sharing here what I'm currently doing and some of the results from that. So with that said, like I mentioned before, if you do want any support around creating a lifestyle without the booze, feel free to email me, quintincarlin at gmail.com, quintincarlin at gmail.com, and I would be happy to support and help you create a new, healthier life without the booze. So. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode. Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And before you leave, two things. First, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching session with me to talk about anything and everything you want. Confidential, we get on the phone and we just connect. If you'd like to do that, two things. Go ahead, leave a five-star review on iTunes for this podcast, write a quick little review, then go over to YouTube, search Quentin Carlin or Self-Developed Life, subscribe to the channel, and once you do that, send me an email, quintincarlin at gmail.com. My email is in the description below, and we'll set up a time to connect. This is limited time offer. I don't know how long I can continue to offer this for, but I'm definitely doing this now. For those of you who help support the show, I want to support you back. So go ahead. Take care of that. Reach out to connect and I look forward to getting on a call with you as soon as possible. Have a great day. See you on the next episode.